Welcome to Living Water Radio. What is the truth, and would we know it if we saw it? My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Today is Labor Day, a day to celebrate the contributions of those who labor to provide the goods and services needed for our lives and our economy. We also consider the Christian concept of vocation, or calling, today. The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, or to call. I remember when the only people who were thought to have a particular calling were pastors, those who were called to a ministry of word and sacrament. But gradually, we recovered Martin Luther's theology of vocation, or calling, that is, that everyone is called by God to some life's work. We are all called to lives of service to God and answer to our calling from the one true living God. That service is fulfilling our vocation. Finding out what that vocation is, is one of the most important things we do. Knowing what our call is gives life meaning and purpose. It is our ministry. This is a weird Labor Day with the pandemic restricting travel and now the fires. The fires in Southern California are not near to us, but they are all around us. The weather symbol on our weather app on our phones today is smoke. The COVID-19 pandemic, though most indicators are on the decline, is still setting records. Deaths passed the 6,200 mark in L.A. County, and the number of confirmed cases passed the 6 million mark in the United States. Our outdoor temperatures are also setting records, with woodland hills in the San Fernando Valley region hitting 121 degrees yesterday, a record high for L.A. County. When our son was in Boy Scouts, we went on a 50-mile canoe trip from the Hoover Dam down the Colorado River through the Mojave Desert. It got to be 120 degrees, and the shampoo I had packed in a Ziploc bag exploded. So do rising coronavirus deaths mean that the virus is real? Or does ever-increasing temperatures and now a year-round fire season mean that global warming is real? Not everyone thinks so. Some people believe they are hoaxes, falsehoods presented as either theories or facts to raise questions or mislead a gullible public. Some people say the same is true of the Church and of Christianity itself. Paul writes a second letter of counsel to a young pastor in 2 Timothy. We read in chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, 
They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. There is a place online where you can go to find all kinds of conspiracy theories to explain anything you want. For most people, it's not a place to find the truth, but to justify one's fears and prejudices, to explain your lot in life, to tell you it's not your fault, to tell you that there are powerful but invisible forces controlling both you and the world around you, but you and a select few know what is really going on. You have cracked the code. You have learned what only the elite insiders know. Some of their power, their secret knowledge, can rub off on you. It's called QAnon. It's on the dark web, a place established to hide criminal activity that has expanded to a forum for conspiracy theories. It's invisible to search engines and requires a browser that makes you anonymous. I've never been there. I just read that on the internet because it's not very secret anymore. What does QAnon mean? Q stands for Quella which I know from my German studies, and which anyone who is a student of the Bible knows from the theory of the Q document. Stay with me here. Anyone reading the Bible has noticed that the writers of the first three books of the New Testament, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, have similar structure and similar, in some cases, almost identical material. That's why they are called the synoptic Gospels from the Greek word for same. The fourth of the four Gospels, John, has a very different structure, style of the original Greek language, and use of the material about Jesus. Mark is believed to be the first Gospel written, then Matthew and Luke. Matthew and Luke include their own original material, as well as material that each uses from John. In addition, there is material that is used in each that appears to have come from another source, or quella, in the language of the original German expounders of this theory. This material consists mostly of sayings and is referred to in the literature simply as the Q document. This source document may have originally been called the sayings of Jesus and is believed to have been lost almost from the beginning of the Christian movement. Anon is short for anonymous, so Q Anon is short for anonymous source. It's a place for publishing conspiracy theories, which must be revealed anonymously because, you know, the conspiracies are powerful and far-reaching, and someone might be in danger for exposing these theories if their true identity were to become known. Anyone can post anything without anyone else being able to call them out by name. There is no reputation to protect. That's why reputable news sources require at least two independent, verifiable reports before they will publish anything, and it's very unusual when they do not give the name of of at least one source. That's how they stay reputable. Otherwise, they could say anything, and would eventually be found out, and there goes their reputation. Conspiracy theories feed on ignorance and a feeling of powerlessness. When the events shaping our lives spiral out of control, we search for a cause. We are greatly comforted by those who say it's not our fault, that we are the victims of powerful unseen forces. Everyone else is sheep, 
easily led and too stupid to see what is really going on. Leaders tap into this and promise that they, too, see the truth, and that they and only they, or their political party, or social movement, or righteous cause, stand between you and chaos. It doesn't have to be true. It only has to offer a credible explanation for your misery, and they have you. We read this from the trial of Jesus before his crucifixion in the Gospel of John, the 18th chapter, starting at the 37th verse. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? Jesus had actually answered that question earlier in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What is truth? It is a person. How do we determine what is true? We ask questions like, who has something to gain? Do I trust this source? What are the alternatives and how hard it is to be? Is it to be exposed to the other end of the ideological spectrum? Am I being encouraged to be a critical thinker? Am I practicing critical thinking? Ultimately, though, we know the truth from its source because of the presence of the Holy Spirit within us, streams of living water opening up our hearts and revealing the presence of Christ within us, the way, the truth, and the life. This truth is what defines everything about us, keeps us from being formed by the voices that flatter us and make us fall and enables us to live abundant lives in living our true vocation to God's glory. Today, let's remember to pray to be faithful members of the body of Christ that God has equipped us to be at our local church, to be faithful and contributing and making a difference in the lives of those both within and outside of the church. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at, at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. 
Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.